Hello and welcome to PostgreSQL, a weekly show about all things PostgreSQL. I'm Michael, founder of PG Mustard, and this is my co-host Nikolai, founder of PostgreSQL. Hey Nikolai, what are we talking about this week? Hi Michael, this is episode number 26, and that means since we didn't miss any week, and since like each year has roughly 52 weeks, it means that uh, it's exactly half a year. Doing podcast every week, how good is that? Yeah, um, it's pretty good, right? Like I, in, when we when we started, of course, my goal was not to miss any weeks, like because when you start missing weeks, then you start missing two weeks, and like it's kind of. But we are, we have good, steady progress in in, in this term, right? So we started in June, I guess, or or in July. June, I think it was the end of. Was it beginning of July? I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. And thanks to everybody Likewise. who has been giving us encouragement and feedback to keep going. Yeah, this is our fuel, definitely. And we, we receive it every week, which is very encouraging. So this was just some side note, but uh, since it's uh, the end of the year, let's maybe wrap up some summary of the year in terms of Postgres ecosystem and broader community. It will be probably very like opinionated list, uh, not ideal. We don't have the goal to have ideal list, and it's just something which, for example, I remember and consider important, interesting, entertaining, and so on. So, just how how will we name it? Postgres 2022 most interesting most interesting uh, facts and events. Right. Okay. I have a list of five items. You have also a few, a few items to add. Let's start from my list because it's my turn to define the topic. And uh, I will start from the observation that Postgres ecosystem has very strong startups. And despite of issues with the global market, uh, in, I mean, uh, fundraising and so on, this year showed very, very good results in terms of money raised by Postgres-related startups and also new startups appeared. And I would mention, I, I would I would start from uh, Ivan here. They are not strictly like Postgres-only thing, but Postgres-only company, of course, but they started, as I know, from delivering services, first of all, Postgres and Kafka, then extended and so on. So they are quite strong in Postgres and they... Previously, in, the, in late 2021, they achieved a $2 billion evaluation and total raise uh, this year achieved $420 million. It's quite, quite impressive. And in February, two more companies reported that they raised more and they had new rounds and they achieved $1 billion evaluation. These two companies were Hasura and Timescale, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And uh, also we have a bunch of other companies who also raised a lot, for example, Superbase, and we have new startups. Very recent one is uh, Hydra, right? Hydra? How, how, to, how to pronounce it? Help. I say the latter, I say Hydra. Hydra, but because I, I think I, the... Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and interesting that also Neon, of course, had released this year. They didn't appear this year, but they had released this year. And uh, we will talk about Neon in, in my different item also a little bit. And uh, I like how these uh, three, three startups, uh, Hasu, uh, not Hasura, Superbase, Neon, and Hydra, they choose th their style of value proposition. We are this, 
but open source, right? So Superbase is open source Firebase alternative. Uh, Neon is uh, open source uh, Aurora alternative. And Hydra is open source uh, Snowflake alternative. And all of them are built based on Postgres. And this is super great. And this, I think, like in my opinion, this item in my list, this is most strongest, biggest, and most interesting because these achievements uh, bring a lot of energy, not only money, but a lot of minds and uh, a lot of new small projects, open source projects, and so on and so on. This is great. This shows how Postgres community grows and Postgres ecosystem grows. Uh, and uh, this is new heights for Postgres ecosystem. But it also, uh, I think, in my personal opinion, this also th uh, means that Postgres community is much bigger than Postgres project itself because uh, they are different companies, different uh, organizations, different people. And uh, Postgres is just in the center, right? But, but there are many things around and they are growing in terms of business, in terms of uh, user, user base and so on. What do you think? Yeah, it's really cool. It's an exciting time to be in the Postgres space for sure. A lot, uh, something I uh, don't think I realized coming in that a lot of this money would be around. A lot of them are hosting providers, which is super interesting. That seems to be where a lot of the, um, or at least that's how they're monetizing. It's it's kind of, that's it's the cloud offering that they're charging money for. Hence, they can be uh, open source in a lot of the cases. But it's really cool for Postgres Core as well. I think a lot of them are hiring maintainers or trying to hire people to work on Postgres Core. I think it's really healthy for it to be, for, for that group to be gradually um, populated by people from different backgrounds. I think in the past it's been a mixture of people in the community, but a lot of consultancies and a lot of industry, but not so much technology, you know, actual hosting providers contributing back to Postgres. And th I think this year with the companies you mentioned, but also even with the likes of Amazon hiring Postgres uh, core team members, it's, I think it's an exciting time and, and hopefully uh, that group will be, be able to achieve more with more resources behind them, with more money involved. Yeah, it's good that you mentioned. I, I think this is just the model that works best today uh, to provide um, uh, cloud offering like managed Postgres, but with some additions or very modified Postgres version. But uh, it's just the model that works best today. And uh, indeed, uh, like RDS is, is, I think, still, of course, obvious leader here, but others try to be somehow different uh, to add something and so on. And they are interesting in, in various senses. No, not all of them are just hosting like if you talk about supervisor or timescale or hasura or they, they like they they are not just postgres right they provide postgres plus something like time time series uh, extension it's not only like it's extension but it's it feels like a different database maybe i mean time scale or hasura and supervise they provide api or 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 graphql out like immediately you have you you speeding up development that's that's interesting but indeed yes uh, the model works mo model works be best now it's uh, cloud offering so so we have a lot a lot a lot of options to choose from if you want just postgres database plus something maybe 
you, it's a headache right now already. So dozens of options to choose from, and it's, it's you need to compare, and, and it will take time. But it, it's it's good. I think uh, it 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 also also emphasizes my idea that Postgres is not just a single something. It's very big and uh, consisting of very different parts of uh, Postgres. I mean, community ecosystem. It consists of many different things, and uh, I see it as a hu- huge bazaar. It's indeed open source. Like if you recall this bazaar versus cathedral from Richard Stallman, right? So, so Postgres is indeed a huge bazaar and, and have a lot of players, and it's, it's great. And also wanted to mention, if we mention RDS, for example, uh, also wanted to mention that this year I changed my mind about uh, Google Cloud SQL because previously they had only like eight knobs and it was, it was feeling, my feeling about this offering, their offering of Postgres was it's quite weak I cannot uh, run serious project. This year, complete, I completely changed my mind. Maybe because Hanu Crossing visited our Postgres TV episode. Like It was a great episode about vacuum. Can't uh, uh, recommend enough it. But uh, also, like it's obviously, it's improving like in terms of product and, and uh, also interesting. Okay, this was number one uh, item in my list. Second item is um, uh, actually our podcast started this year, right? So, so this this is super important news for Postgres community and ecosystem, I guess, and uh, <laughs> and also Postgres TV started to become more active as well. So we first of all, those who don't m- maybe know, we also publish our episodes on uh, YouTube. Uh, sometimes it's more convenient, sometimes less, depends. But uh, besides uh, our wonderful uh, podcast episodes. Positive is a YouTube channel. It exists for for a few years, but this year it started to be much more active. Uh, we we uh, invite various guests. Sometimes it's interview, sometimes it's uh, to redo the talk, to record it and distribute. It's, it's called Postgres Open Talks to provide good talks uh, to wider audience. Also, we have a good collection of playlists like for example postgres backups or postgres replication and so on and so on and uh, those are materials from other channels and i think it's already approaching 500 videos about postgres so so go check out postgres.tv it will redirect you to youtube and you will see a lot of interesting stuff uh, always to something to learn about i i actually when i invite some guests i learn a lot this is also i do it also like it's also a selfish goal it's not only to for community reasons to share, but also like I, okay, I have like one hour, and I can dive into some topic as deep as possible because the guest who is working in this area may be one of the best experts in this area in the world, right? So it's really great. So TV, FM, and maybe other others also they also publish materials online these days. Maybe COVID helped and realize that uh, online distribution, online events, they also matter because not everyone can come to, to conference offline. And also you can, you can stop listening, pause, and then return next day if, if you need to interrupt, right? So it's also much more convenient to consume information in such a way. Of course, offline events, they give uh, benefits from uh, live communication, but online events are also good, and uh, recordings are also good. So this is this is um, num- item number two. What what do you think about it? Yeah, um, really 
I like it a lot. I think there's been, not just us, I think there's been a lot of people providing a lot of good Postgres content this year. And I wanted to give, I think the Postgres TV thing is, is worth a special shout out that you do quite a few of the sessions live. So if people, they're quite, they're often quite advanced topics, but if people have questions, if people want to be able to ask questions of those experts as well, they can join live and ask you them in the chat and you'll, you'll pass those on. So that those are quite a unique opportunity. I think that you often don't get unless you can go in person to a conference. So that's really great. A couple of others that I wanted to give a shout out to were Tobias Petri, who's doing more beginner friendly tips on Twitter and his website, SQL for devs. That's really gained a lot of momentum this year. He's doing great. And Hussein Nasser, who has a really popular YouTube channel for backend developers. Uh, I'll link that up as well. I think he does fantastic work and explains concepts really simply. And then also wanted to give a shout out to the Postgres Weekly newsletter. I think still every week, I know, I know it's been going quite a few years now, but every week they provide a really good newsletter for all, all kinds of topics around Postgres. Yep, I agree. Uh, okay, no, item number three, uh, sharding. In, so in the beginning of the year, I had strong impression like we definitely need sharding. And we, uh, MySQL has Vitesse. A lot of big companies who, who use MySQL, they use Vitesse. Postgres likes it. And it was like, we have Cytos. Uh, I mean, Postgres ecosystem has Cytos, but it's only partially available because open source community edition, it doesn't provide, for example, online resharding. It was before. I mean, I, I'm, I'm discussing what was in the beginning of the year. But this year changed it. First of all, Cytos published everything as open source, like Microsoft published because it's part of Microsoft now. And this is good news. So it's fully available as open source. Great. And a couple of young projects uh, in this area started. First is SPQR, guys who I know, the Russian-speaking guys, and uh, with their good experience, they try to build very simple yet powerful sharding system that exists on GitHub. And then uh, also some guy from San Francisco, I think, I, I don't remember the name, sorry, uh, this system called PGCAT. I'm subscribed to both projects and they are very active in terms of development. So interesting to check them. SPQR is in Go and PGCAT is, uh, is Rust. And they are reading almost every day something. This is this is super great to see. And PGCAT actually, originally, the idea of sharding there was... Uh, PGCAT was created, as I understand, uh, as some proxy, like a replacement for PG Bouncer, probably, connection puller. But sharding was there originally only like um, some um, very simple, explicit sharding. You say, I, I need to route to that node, that's it. But as I understand, later it became more complex and com comprehensive and so on. So now it's already something interesting to if you need sharding. But of course, uh, only few projects need sharding because uh, many companies showed you can grow to billion dollar evaluation having SaaS or e-commerce and still have one or, or few monolith big Postgres databases uh, or split to services, big services. But at some point, any company, if it needs to grow a lot, it will need sharding. Some service will need to be sharded. So sharding is needed. It's just needed only to few 
users, but it's still needed. And we have some progresses here. It's not perfect, of course, like there's no obvious default solution answering all questions, no. But there is a very good promising movement this year. Cytos plus, plus these two, two projects. Agreed? Yeah, I think PG Cat sounds particularly exciting and really cool that it's the idea of putting it in the put in a pooler with I think it has also load balancing and failover support as well. That seems really smart to me that you could put it in place and benefit from those features before you need sharding and then make use of sharding later if even when you need it. That sounds very uh, sensible to me. Right, and uh, this middleware should be very light in my opinion if you if you aim to work in OTP context because uh, if you use for example Postgres there it's also possible but it's quite heavy and it yeah. adds latency overhead so so of course uh, worth testing each, each particular is, uh, case but having some pro and Vitesse all, uh, MySQL Vitesse also has proxy layer it's called Vitigate and it and it's good if it's very light the problem is uh, how to support all, all Postgres syntax in this case because when you start from zero the Postgres syntax is quite uh, rich. Yeah. A couple more things I want to mention on this front, actually. There was a really good Notion po uh, blog post. I'm not quite sure if it was the beginning of this year or a little bit earlier, but they implemented, I believe people refer to it as application side sharding. Not a great acronym. Uh, uh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's. Uh, I, I I promote this approach. Uh, this yeah. acronym. It's application level sharding is less That's much uh, better, less offensive, right? But yeah, the the Vitesse stuff super interesting, and I think this for me is actually a real threat to Postgres. Not necessarily on a technical level, but on a marketing level. I'm I'm seeing. I'm getting kind of flashbacks to the MongoDB days where people would be offered kind of web scale, you know, uh, you're only a startup, but you'd never have to worry about scaling in the future. And suddenly we've actually got... And know, it does matter. It does matter that one node behaves uh, 10, 10 times worse than one node in progress. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So, but people don't take that into account when they're starting start when they're starting up and actually they don't notice because the performance when they have very few users is is fine you know and it's and it is fine the, the solution is fine but i'm seeing startups that i that last year i would have expected to be on postgres picking vitesse and mysql because of planet scale have, have really nailed their marketing and i think also have got some really good developer friendly features but mostly I think it's that same marketing angle as Mongo had. And Mongo, I think Postgres had a really good answer too with Jason B support a little while later. And that I think was, was an excellent move. I'm really looking forward to seeing what we can do in the Postgres ecosystem kind of this time and see if, see if that, um, I think, cause I think Postgres is built on better fundamentals than MySQL and has a lot of features that, and, that I love. So I'm really interested to see how we address that yeah and when you talk about some start new startups startups uh, which choose vitesse and mysql is it like very very new startups or is it some very new this this year or so yes well interesting interesting well okay i i don't see such startup i see constant discussions about like oh it would be good to have vitesse and Vitesse, uh, i think later last year like a year ago 
they announced that they don't have plans to work th on Postgres support themselves, open to community and contribution. But I don't, in, in my head, I don't see, maybe like I have some filters, I don't see uh, companies who, who these days would choose MySQL without strong pressure from, I don't know who, like, it's, it's strange. But I, I can imagine, like, if, for example, some CTO wants to be protected in terms of risks, to grow, growth risks and how to can handle growth, and uh, for this CTO it doesn't matter that uh, you can handle dozens or thousands of transactions per second using sing single simple cluster um, on modern software actually in already hundreds of uh, transactions and i when i say transactions i don't mean uh, read only transactions of course i mean social media like traffic like 90 percent are selects right or 80 percent but others are rights and uh, you can handle perfectly you can scale up to like you you can handle hundred thousand TPS or few hundred thousand TPS, especially if you take, for example, modern uh, Epic uh, uh, Epic uh, processors from AMD, Epic Milan, Epic Rome as well. So uh, Rome is previous generation, Milan. A lot of uh, CPU power, very like a lot of memory. So, and you 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 run like ten nodes and cluster, a lot of replicas. It can be very, very, very powerful. So you can be, you can postpone this case when you need to be to be sharded. And also, microservices is a, like people sometimes choose microservices and postpone the need of, to to shard their databases, right? Because databases become become smaller. So yeah, I can imagine reasons behind the choice of uh, to choose uh, Vitesse. Uh, but is it Vitesse or plain scale? by the way, speaking of managed they're, services. They are, the startups I'm seeing are choosing planet scale. They, I don't even think choosing they would know, scale. they wouldn't right. necessarily know what Vitesse it's, was, I think. It's different because uh, as I see, planet scale now has two value propositions combined. Uh, one is uh, uh, web scale, planet scale uh, sharding, and another is we will handle your changes without problem. They call it database branching, but it is not. But they provide you like ability to change schema and then have some similar to pull request, merge request concept, deploy request. So your colleagues review change, and then you they run change online without downtime, and you don't think like you don't need to spend efforts. This may be also a big motivator because Postgres in Postgres it's a big headache to to avoid locking issues and so on. This is what I meant by their developer-friendly features. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a similar value proposition that, that Mongo were offering back in the day as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. I think many Postgres companies, Postgres-related companies also already working on this because, uh, of course, yeah. So in this case, let's choose, let's proceed to next item, number four. And it's, this is database branching is coming, right? So database branching is coming and Originally, I think last year, it was Planet Scale who started to use this term, and in my opinion, in the wrong direction, because they talked about branching schema only. So their branching, database branching is just branching of schema. Recently, they added so-called data branching, which is something strange to me, but it's another story. But also, several other companies in Postgres ecosystem, because we are mostly interested in Postgres yep. ecosystem. They started to talk about database branching. 
And for me, of course, this is very close to home, right? Because I, uh, my company develops the database lab engine, which provides thin cloning. And actually, yesterday we released first alpha, which supports database branching. And branching is not cloning. There are differences. Another story, but I'm glad that many companies already think in this in this direction. They just want to work with like they original need is to be able to work with databases and non-production with bigger size databases. Same as with Git. So you have independent database. You, you can have multiple independent databases and you can experiment, develop, test, and so on. And cloning, which we had for a couple of years already, supported it. But branching allows you also to have some progress and commit it, like to have snapshot and then share with your colleagues. They can branch from there. So it's like nested cloning already. With uh, nested cloning with uh, commits, it's branching. This is this is what what happens. If we, if you look at Git, it's very close to it. And I would like to mention Neon, which uh, released branching a few weeks ago, and uh, it's also already publicly available. It works very well. I think they don't have commits yet, but I'm sure they are already thinking or working on it. It, it would be natural. But overall, this year I think something like big. A movement in this direction started. So I predict in, in future few years, we will see a lot of progress in this area. So uh, a lot of roadblocks in development and testing when we don't have big database to play with when we need to develop or test, it will be like available to most teams, I think, in future, thanks to several companies who, who work on this area, including mine, of course. So... I've seen Superbase also mention branching in, I think, maybe in one of their the funding announcements. In, maybe yeah, in, the roadmap, in their roadmap, yeah. it exists, yes. Yeah. And uh, other other Postgres-related things in this in this area, I would have expected if Heroku had kept investing in their, or if they'd kept innovating on the lines yeah. that they were going, uh, I they, think they would have done this. They have very good concept, so-called um, preview uh, preview apps right it's basically yeah. environments which are um, deployed by uh, by request or explicit request or inside ci cd pipeline so for imagine the, for for each branch when it's when you have git push ci cd pipeline is running and uh, heroku can deploy preview app on on specific uh, url and it has uh, adjusted code from that branch. But there is always a problem what to do about databases. And naive approach is let's have one database for all. But there will be conflicts, of course. And uh, if you want to, de to delete something or to change schema, especially, it, it, like a lot of conflicts. Uh, and the branching, database branching and thin cloning, it's exactly what pr can f fill this idea to like complete state. So, so it can, you can have uh, preview apps or like environments uh, as a service, not only in terms of code, but also in terms of data. And that's exciting. Like, it's super cool. Yeah. And then it seems like and I, uh, the natural successor to Heroku Postgres is going to be Crunchy Bridge. They've uh, got a lot of the same team involved. Uh, so I'd be interested to see if they are planning to do anything on this next yeah, year. Yeah, it's um, interesting. I, 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 I didn't see anything about it in this direction yet, but maybe there's something I would like to know. 
to learn about it. Yeah, but in, anyway, I, I see, okay, we are like, obviously several companies looking in this direction. I, I hope finally this problem will be solved in the next five years because it's something that should be solved. And uh, it will unlock problems with like, for example, some some product manager want to, wants to try it with data, right? Or you develop multiple things simultaneously, or, or you have multiple developers, or you, even if you want to optimize uh, SQL uh, to check performance, it's also a way to go because without data, performance is different. So you cannot check your, your performance if, if you don't have enough data. And this unlocks many, many things like that. And eventually, it'll, it shifts a lot of stuff to left in terms of DevOps uh, infinite loop. So it's uh, definitely sh shift left testing, shift left uh, activities. I'm excited about this. Uh. Yeah, if anybody's new to our podcast, we do have an episode specifically on database branching. So we can, we can link to that as well. well. We have two episodes, I think, right? So... From time to time, we touch this topic. This is my favorite topic. So I think we will continue doing this, I hope, right? Because there are interesting things about performance testing, for example. Okay. And my last item from my top list, uh, top five list is actually Postgres. We, we mentioned that in, in the beginning, Postgres is everywhere. All cloud vendors provide Postgres. And even Oracle started to provide managed Postgres service. So, like, I I knew about um, SAP, for example. It was like a few years ago. So, every, everyone, literally everyone. And for example, also interesting news like Google released new database, cloud database called AlloyDB, which has something from Postgres. Like, of course, it's like can be considered as from Postgres family of database systems. And it's also super interesting. It has very interesting concepts to handle HTAP, uh, hybrid uh, transactional uh, processing. So it's like an analytical and operational processing uh, combining. They they have a combination of row store, column store and memory. So like it's interesting. I, I haven't tried it yet. I still in my to-do, but it sounds super interesting. And overall, as I've said already, we have dozens of options to choose from if we Okay, you need Postgres, but which one? So many, right? So to cho choosing the right option is uh, is not simple. It's not a trivial task. It's not like before you download binaries or you download source code, compile, make, make install, and you're done, right? No. These days we have so many options. It's not only like managed versus self-managed. If you say managed, so many options. And self-managed as well. There are many Kubernetes operators already, like maybe five quite active projects, which uh, all of them also interesting. More than five, actually, more than five. There are other use uh, of them. Uh, so, if you want to self-manage, question will be old-school self-manage or Kubernetes, right? Because there are many operators and they provide, they bring things like backups, replication, monitoring uh, out of the box. They are eventually will compete with managed services and managed services should be afraid of uh, these operators, of course. So uh, this is, this is it with my list. Uh, do you have something to add? No, that was, I think that was great. A couple of smaller things that probably don't warrant a big discussion, but I thought it was worth an extra shout out to the team behind the Postgres 15 features, all of the people that contributed to that. I know it was more of a 
kind of a lots and lots of smaller features this year, uh, but well, I really like some uh, of them. Who mentions this? We know, we all know. Every every year we have new Postgres version. It's it's not a news already, right? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. There's merge there, merge and other things, right? Yeah, but I don't want to take it for granted either, right? Like it, it is every year that we do have a major version, but that's not necessarily guaranteed to happen forever. It's really cool that we do. Also, I think there's probably not so much for this past year, but I think next year, I think we'll see some really interesting serverless or I don't really like that word, but that seems to be the standard word um, use cases. Like if people can use Neon to to send uh, Postgres queries to in an almost serverless nature, I don't, don't understand how it works, but that could be really cool, I think. And then the other interesting project I'm keeping an eye on is OrioDB, which looks like it. The oh. OrioDB also has branching in the roadmap, and they have uh, the, 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 uh, there is uh, in in GitHub there is a file uh, uh, like markdown file describing the concepts, and they already have copy and write checkpoints. So if if they implement database branching, it will be Postgres native database branching. So you don't need to think about separation of storage from compute. You don't need ZFS like we do. You have it inside Postgres. It's, it's, I'm, I'm super excited about this as well. Yeah, very exciting. But yeah, I think you've done a great job of wrapping it up. It's been, I think it's been a really good year for Postgres and looking forward to another one next year. I agree. I agree. Thank you. Well, everyone have a good new year. Much better than last one, this one. And see you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Bye now.